critical musts, the events that must precede the return of Christ. Little did I know how important that title would become, an alignment of prophecy that would give us an order of events, foretold events set in perfect alignment. So is God about to give us three and a half years to get off dead center and identify those coming signs and make them known to the nations and a bewildered church? Hi everyone, I'm Bill Nordstrom and welcome to the program today. Let me state the most understated. The end of the age is taught in the Bible as a a progression of seven short years, encompassing a series of specific prophetic events laid out clearly in a specific order. As Reggie Kelly has repeatedly stated, it's likely a big and costly war is coming to Israel that will actually set the stage for a coming third temple and the final seven years. So, can we say the events of recent days are seemingly aligning exactly as Scripture foretold? Well, let's take a look at a future occurrence in particular, a a mysterious peace agreement the Bible says will be extremely unique. Daniel 9.27, we've talked about this verse on numerous occasions, but let's, let's get to the heart of the matter here. This is important. Then he... There's a coming man of sin. There's a man coming who's going to confirm a covenant with many for one week. That's seven years. But in the middle of that week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. Folks, for a sacrifice and offering to come to an end, it had to start in the first place. So what does it mean when he says he's going to confirm the covenant? He's going to validate it. He's going to, he's going to lend substance to an agreement to such a level that we believe will recognize Israel's holy covenant. Yeah, the holy covenant of Israel. That would be unheard of. The one and same promise given to Abraham 5,000 years ago. What might lead to such an unheard of peace? Might it be when Israel's not immediately threatened with death and destruction by its Arab neighbors? When the nation is at peace and in a seemingly secure position. Under present conditions, how would Israel ever come into such an astonishing advantage? And in the midst of increasing rage among the nations, global protests that may well threaten the the rule of law in metropolitan centers all over the world, or, or enemies from the north, Hezbollah the Taliban, Iranian proxies, or or Iran itself igniting all-out war against Israel. Well, while Israel is amassing troops on the border with Gaza, even as we speak, military threats from the north, carriers from the fleets arriving from the west, and Iran voicing no hesitation for their involvement, might the Middle East be preparing for a long, drawn-out war or not? In fact, news from the London-based Saudi Daily says Shia militia commanders have arrived in Lebanon and Syria ahead of possible involvement in the conflict with Israel. Although there's no clear directive from Iran to become involved in the war, they are preparing to implement such a directive should it arrive. What if Israel somehow emerges from all this chaos as the hands-down victor? It's important to understand God's future dealings with Israel will begin 
Not when Israel is threatened with immediate danger by its Arab neighbors, but when the nation is in a seemingly secure and prosperous position. Again, Kelly says he's always expected a regional war that would prove to be so costly and so dangerous as to move Israel to actually win the conflict, perhaps for a time sufficient to put Israel in the driver's seat in negotiations. Might might what's occurring now in real time be a lead-in for such an outcome? We'll see. Let's find out what Scripture has to say. Is there Scripture for that? Oh, wait, I just read Daniel 9.27, didn't I? Confirm a covenant with many for one week, seven years. To confirm, what does that actually mean? It means he's going to validate an agreement on such a level that it, that it would lead to an extraordinary peace. You know, for what it's worth, I believe God's going to wrap up this whole thing that we're experiencing in these latter years and in this time frame. I believe he's going to wrap the whole thing up in the next seven to ten years. I don't see anything in the works that would prove to be sustainable for planet Earth beyond that time frame. But again, that's just my opinion. Listen, it can be difficult to report on a real-time war and all of its resulting death and destruction, especially if it comes to us in a Pearl Harbor format, fast, furious, and unexpected. But for me, it requires, listen, it requires prophetic scripture to even consider an order of events. Said another way, event B won't happen. It's not going to occur until event A is clearly seen, understood, and responded to. That, that's the nature of Bible prophecy, the way God planned it and the way he explained it. The Bible's clear these preliminary events of wars and rumors of war will soon give way to fewer rumors and more intense and prophetic realities that will set the stage for a coming, yeah, peace and safety. Jesus made it clear in Matthew 24, 6, And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, see that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. But, but all these things are but the beginning of sorrows, the beginning of the birth pains. And the Apostle Paul says it this way in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3. For when they say, when Israel says, peace and safety... Then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. So all that is to say this. Between Daniel, Jesus, and Paul, those are pretty good authorities. But between those three, the recognition of a holy covenant, a warning against deception in the midst of rumors, and a counterfeit peace and safety during preliminary birth pains that lead to full-fledged labor and the Lord's return, it would appear peace and safety, although brief, is a very sure thing. Might this be that? You know, honestly, I don't know, but I would submit it won't take long to find out. You might say, well, we sure didn't get a heads up on this war. I mean, who saw this coming? Certainly Israel did not. 
What I do know is this, folks. God's summoned assembly. That's, that's you and me. We must get our collective heads out of the sand and take responsibility for the knowing and understanding of the prophetic events of the Holy Spirit and what he's revealing in real time in these days. We don't know if the current hostilities in the South will graduate to the North or or if they'll continue for a long or short duration. What we can be sure of, though, is... Sooner or later, there'll be a realignment of the players that will introduce conditions much more suitable to Israel and many of her neighbors. It's called peace and safety. Beloved, it's vitally important we take in the full intent of Daniel's verse 9. The rest of the story, listen to it. In the middle of that week, at the midpoint of that week, Hill... This is this coming man of sin. He's going to bring an end to the recently instituted sacrifice and offering. And on the wing, on the wing of abominations, shall be one who makes desolate. You know, for for years, Orthodox Jewish leadership has been preparing to quickly institute sacrifices and all the accompanying accessories. Red heifers are in the land and are ready to be used for sacrifices. Nearly all is in place and a coming peace and safety that will permit it all to begin. But Daniel's prophecy comes with a with a red flag. That peace and safety is to be short-lived. The sacrifices in the temple worship will be quickly brought to an end. In the middle of that seven-year covenant of peace and safety, an emerging man of sin will bring an end to sacrifice and offering and commit, listen, commit the abomination of desolation. The final three and a half years of Daniel's 70th week, the time of Jacob's trouble, the great tribulation. So I've given you a lot of information today. Let me, let me kind of sum it up for you this way. The possibility the present conditions in Israel might result in the nation coming coming into an extraordinary peace and safety that would result in the beginning of Temple Mount sacrifices that would occur during the first half of Daniel's 70th week, the first three and a half years, and remain sustainable until the very man who's responsible for bringing all these circumstances about enters that temple and commits the abomination of desolation, igniting Jacob's trouble for what most of us know as the Great Tribulation. So with all that said, I think we need to pray. Father, 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 if there was ever a time for your people to know the width, the length, the depth, and the height of your love, it's right now. Lord, we're we're approaching a never-before time in history, and you're putting your church right smack in the middle of all those prophetic activities that are coming. Father, your word is clear. You'll, You'll have a bride of exceptional wisdom and knowledge equipped for this particular season. Voices in the earth that that will do extraordinary exploits, signs and wonders in the midst of the closing of this age. Holy Spirit, this is what we ask of you. 
that you assign your ministering angels to us now, your called out ones, that we, we would fulfill our sacred assignments with divine accuracy as we participate in the greatest revival in history. Hallelujah. Maranatha, Maranatha, even so come Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. I'm Bill Nordstrom, 